You're listening to Acts of Impact, the show where we focus on positive contribution to the individuals and communities around us. In each episode, we'll hear from both the helpers and the helped, and learn new ways to face today's challenges. On today's show, we interview with Give Back Yoga about their work providing the therapeutic benefits of yoga to underserved populations. We'll talk about how Give Back Yoga is breaking stereotypes on who has access to the practice, hear testimonials from those who participate, consider changes in perception over time, and more. Namaste tuned, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Acts of Impact. I'm your host, Nicholas Hill, and we're here with today's guest, Rob Schwer. Rob is co-founder and executive director for Give Back Yoga, a nonprofit organization dedicated to bringing the therapeutic benefits of yoga to people with limited access to this practice. Rob, just want to say thank you for joining us. Well, Nick, thank you for inviting me, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. We're certainly thrilled to have you here, and I thought it would be good to dive in and learn maybe just a little bit about your background. I'm curious, Rob, how did you first discover yoga um, and, and kind of learn about yoga as a practice, and how did that end up leading to the founding of, of Give Back Yoga as an organization? I went to my first yoga class in 1995 at the Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. And it was a class with Tim Miller and Beryl Bender Birch and Tom Birch, and it was an Ashtanga class, and I never looked back. I took the class, I fell in love with Ashtanga yoga, and I was in my teacher training program towards the end of a 300-hour program, and at the very end of it, I had this eureka moment that maybe when I retired from the World Bank as a senior IT professional, Maybe I wouldn't be a great yoga teacher, but I wanted to give back in some way to the yoga teachers who had done so much for me in my career. And I called my teacher, Beryl Bender, and I said, I, I want to give back. And she said, well, as part of her 500-hour teacher training program, she required all students to do what was called a give back project. They had to write it up. They had to present it to the other students and they had to implement it and report on it. She said, why don't we take this concept of giving back yoga uh, and turn it into a nonprofit and give back yoga was sort of born as an idea, basically as a disruptor organization in the yoga space and the health and wellness space, because um, who, who practices yoga um, and who, who attends yoga studios? It's mostly white, um, middle to upper middle class, um, largely female population. And we wanted to be a disruptor in that space and bring the benefits of, of yoga to unserved populations. How did you start to approach that? Because something unique that I noticed in researching Give Back Yoga is that you have a focus on sponsorship of some other organizations that, that kind of fall under this umbrella. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that works? What were some of the first organizations that you were able to sponsor as, as part of this mission and how did they come to you? Our first fiscal sponsee was the Prison Yoga Project, uh, which was co-founded and led by um, James Fox. And he was teaching at San Quentin State Prison for about 
eight or nine years at that point. And he had been delivering the yoga class every week. Uh, and the guys in, in San Quentin said, look, uh, when you're not here, can you, can you give us some, some handouts or something? And he wanted to write a book for them. And he came to Give Back Yoga Foundation and we support him in writing that book and, and printing it. I think we published a thousand copies initially called, it's called Yoga Path for Healing and Recovery. We didn't think there would be much demand for this book, Nick. And um, within four months, we must have 2,500 requests. And we've now, that book has now been sent by free, by word of mouth to over 35,000 prisoners around the world. And then we became the fiscal sponsee, sponsor for um, Prison Yoga Project and um, helped it grow and expand. Other programs that we've taken on under our umbrella of the Give Back Yoga Foundation have been the Yoga of 12-Step Recovery, Eat, Breathe, Thrive, uh, a program for people with eating disorders, uh, Yoga for Cancer, and Mindful Yoga Therapy for Veterans Dealing with Negotiating Life After War. When you talk about the way that you bring yoga to these populations, is that primarily through the equipping and enabling of these yoga teachers? Well, when we started the Give Back Yoga Foundation, our morning mantra was, how can I serve? How can I serve yoga teachers who want to bring this practice out into the world? In my experience, Nick, a yoga teacher goes through a, a 200, 300, 500 hour teacher training program and within six weeks, six months, six years, whatever, they want to, to bring the practice to some other population besides a yoga studio. So how can the Give Back Yoga Foundation support that? Well, one of the first things that uh, teachers need if they're working in their communities are yoga mats. And I think that program started when a teacher who was working in a, in a shelter for abused women in, in Georgia came to us and said, I'm teaching 12 women in this shelter and I'm using towels. Do you have any mats? And, and within a couple of days, we, we got her 12 yoga mats. And that began our mat program. And um, I don't want to ever underestimate the power of a yoga mat as a disruptor, Nick, in social inequity with regard to health and wellness in communities because over the past five or six years, we have distributed over 30,000 yoga mats to support over a thousand yoga outreach programs in this country. I know that when we last spoke, Rob, you had mentioned that you now have some partnerships for distributing some of these things out. And, and you mentioned that you're also working on uh, some scholarships as well. Can you tell me a little bit about the scholarships that, that your team is working on and maybe some of the partnerships you have? Yeah, well, first, I mean, a huge shout out because Give Back Yoga Foundation has not distributed these mats by, by itself, by any means. We have very good working relationships with Gaim uh, and Lululemon, and they are the ones who have so nobly and generously over the years provided thousands and thousands of yoga mats to, um, to the Give Back Yoga Foundation and, and for distribution. Um, in addition to which, in order to diversify the yoga teaching profession, 
we have a partnership with Yoga Works where we offer um, scholarships to yoga teachers who, who are becoming 200-hour trained. I want to dive in a little bit, Rob, on some of the benefits of yoga that you're providing to the groups that that give back yoga serves and maybe this can be from you know your own experience practicing yoga but also just benefits that have been studied or that you've seen in your work what are some of the the therapeutic benefits that are being brought by this practice well we can approach this two ways nick i mean the first is th there are thousands of studies on the benefits of yoga for addressing health and mental issues such as depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, and other, and other clinical conditions. We're running a research program right now with our Eat, Breathe, Thrive program on um, whether the program is effective as a, as a treatment for eating disorders. And, and these are <clears throat> random controlled trials. But I prefer instead to sort of go down to the individual and, and see what the impact has been on the people who have been receiving our programs and our mats. And, and I can share with you a couple stories of people who have started practicing yoga. I mean, one is, is from Paul. He's a Vietnam War veteran. He wrote to us saying that yoga is like a gyro that brings me back into equilibrium when dealing with the effects of my disorder, PTSD. The more I practice, the more my symptoms are mitigated. Yoga has helped to reduce my anxiety and has improved my ability to focus. I like the challenge of doing something that tests my abilities and rewards me with observable progress, which keeps me motivated. I think of yoga as a survival training for the veteran's mind, body, and soul. Paul was, um, is, is a veteran from the Vietnam War. We got another quote here recently from a, a woman named Sandra who's, who's been part of the Canadian forces um, for the past 26 years. She has a husband and two children. And uh, she's, she writes about the techniques in our Mindful Yoga Therapy program as being simple and powerful. For example, deep breathing sends a message to the brain that all is well and cuts the stress cycle. Wow. With the breathing practice, I realized that I don't need to be in a relaxed atmosphere to reduce stress. I started to take time every day, even if I only had a minute to spare, and say to myself, am I breathing in? Am I breathing out? Some days, that's all I need to feel calm again. And, uh, you know, the, the stories just keep pouring in, Nick. I mean, I could, you know, we, we have testimonials from all of our programs. And it's these individuals who, who respond the way they do that, that make me know yoga is a transformative practice and that we're having an impact on these communities. Um, I can't tell you, Nick, over the past 15 years, how many times I've heard yoga has changed my life. Yoga has transformed my life. Yoga has brought me to tears on the mat. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a, a transformative practice. How do you measure impact for an organization like Give Back Yoga? I imagine it's difficult to measure the impact of your work and you mentioned to me that, that you've donated 
thousands and thousands of mats that you're providing these scholarships, you're providing training. How do you think about the impact of your work? That's a question that keeps coming up for us, and we are continually trying to address it, Nick. For example, the yoga mat program. We've distributed, by the end of this year, it will be 30,000 yoga mats. We, we know the number of mats and we know the number of programs. We conservatively estimate that each mat is used by 15 people 10 times. So we've probably been the container and the provider for 3.4 to 4 million yoga classes. And, and Shavasana is at the end of the class, okay? So if, if you've taken a yoga class, you all know, you, you know what you feel like at the end of the class, and you're in this position called corpse pose, Shavasana, you feel great. You feel like, wow, this, this practice really works. Um, how do you measure the impact of a Shavasana? How do you measure the impact of 4 million Shavasanas? I don't know, Nick. For our listeners, a Shavasana, that is a practitioner of yoga? No, Shavasana is a good, that's a good question. Shavasana just means uh, you're lying flat on your back. It's, it's the end of a yoga class and it's just rest, rest posture. One thing that you mentioned to me, Rob, was that there's been kind of a, a change, I would imagine, in perception of yoga over the last you know, 15 years. And I'm just curious to hear your personal opinion. What have you seen change in the perception of yoga as a practice? And, and where do you think it's heading? Another good question. Our organization serves almost everyone who does not go to a yoga studio. And I'll give you two examples of that and how things have changed quite significantly over the past decade. So we have a quote in one of our, our books, Yoga for Veterans, that I've committed to memory because it's unforgettable. It's from, an, from a Marine who said, you know, the first time they told me we had to do yoga, I peed my pants. I thought it was, was for sissies. Then I started doing it and it made me feel so chill. Now I want to practice all the time with my girlfriend. A decade ago, Nick, it would have been inconceivable that a state department of corrections, namely California, would be interested in expanding a volunteer yoga program at San Quentin State Prison and be willing to pay for it. What's happening over time, Nick, is that yoga is becoming mainstreamed, but not fast enough, in my opinion. And so there's a large number of, of Americans who practice yoga and people are understanding it more and looking at this as an effective mind-body program and all of the, the research that takes place, especially the uh, random control trials, um, to look at the effectiveness of these adjunct therapeutic programs on uh, people with eating disorders, people recovering from cancer, addiction recovery. Um, all of these are helping to uh, mainstream yoga. And, and from my perspective, the, the growth of yoga in schools in particular 
um, is, is becoming so rapid that at some point, I suspect there's going to be a tipping point because there'll be so many uh, children and high schoolers practicing mindfulness practices and yoga. I think the quote that you mentioned from the Marine is spot on in that it's starting to get more of a mainstream acceptance as not just being this niche um, of specific people. One of the hindrances to all of the growth of yoga, in my own personal opinion, is the term yoga. If all this had been called mind-body practices, in one word, mind-body practices, um, I think we would have had a much uh, easier time bringing it into mainstream social agencies. I think a lot of people still think of yoga as a physical exercise only. And I know that when you and I have talked previously, you told me, you know, the sweat, it's not just about the, the sweat value. My yoga teacher, Carol Bender, he said once, if you want to um, stretch, go down to the gym. If you want to you know, work on yourself and, and use the yoga to transform society, then you're in the right place. And I want to talk about that, that, you know, what you just said about helping to transform society, because we're, we've heard a little bit of the testimonials and, and about some of the programs that Give Back Yoga uses to bring the benefits of yoga to others. I'm curious for, for listeners that are listening in, how can they get involved to help either helping give back yoga directly or just doing more in their communities to support your mission? We have a volunteer form and, and we love hearing from people who want to volunteer. In particular, what I've found, Nick, is that there's a growing number of professionals in the accounting, finance, marketing, legal spheres that have experienced the benefits of yoga and want to somehow give back. And people who have that kind of experience, please, please volunteer uh, through our website. Um, we're also constantly looking for, for board members and people just wanting to play it forward, give a yoga mat, donate. You know, but there's there's lots of ways that you can you can volunteer and to get involved. And we do our best to work with volunteers who have specific capabilities that they can offer to expand and grow our mission. Something else that I thought was really unique on your website, when you go to donate, you encourage those who are giving to also share their story. I was reading the other day from someone who was experiencing a lot of burnout uh, at work and, and thinking about the way that this mind-body connection and practice has helped them. Something else that you mentioned to me, Rob, was the importance of community. And I wanna talk about that for just a moment because your organization has been going now for 15 years in a climate where very, very few nonprofits reach that milestone. What would you attribute to, to that success? I think we started with a good, good name, Give Back Yoga. People do want to give back the gift of yoga. And also every day staff ask themselves, how can I serve? And that 
guiding principle has led this organization in addition to countless yoga teachers, yoga therapists, practitioners, board members, corporations, um, Gayam and Lululemon in particular, uh, and passionate individuals about um, spreading yoga. Give Back Yoga Foundation could not ever be where it is right now without the vast amount of support from so many of those that I just mentioned. And, and in that sense, we are a community and a community organization uh, just trying to expand and bring yoga to unserved and underserved populations. Rob, well, I just want to say thank you for, for volunteering your time and talking with us today, and then also for everything that Give Back Yoga is doing um, and all of the organizations that you support to bring the benefits of yoga to others, and just hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Nick. It's been a pleasure, and I feel like our two entities are kind of aligned, Acts of Impact and Give Back Yoga. Let's just keep this going forward. Today's show was directed and produced by me, with music from Alex Grohl. Special thanks to our guests for their time and insight. If you liked today's episode, please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and consider leaving a review as it will help us to spread the word about the show. You can view more information about today's episode online at actsofimpact.com. Thank you for listening.